This is an ESPN 97.5 Roadshow. Live from Brew Wings, this is Moneyline. It's Moneyline. Yeah, we made it. You just talk. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. On ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. It's presented by MyBookie. Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Vice camera action. Hello, world. Welcome into a special edition of Mully Line as we are live out at Brewings 8125 Jones Road out in Jersey Village, Texas. And we are ready to get it hype, ready to bring you some winners, ready to bring you some sleepers because that's what my man right here next to me, my partner in grind, the statistician, at Josh Jordan 975 is where you can find him on Twitter, Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? Happy Sunday, my man. A beautiful win by the Astros last night, so I'm in a fantastic mood. How are you doing today? I'm in a fantastic mood as well as you out there listening should be. Again, we're out at the Brewings, 8125 Jones Road. Get on out here right now. The manager said he's going to open early. On regular occasions, it's 11. Today, he's opening up early because Moneyline is in the house, and we're going to put some money in your pockets all morning long. Before we get going and we start talking about these Astros and we start we start jiving and celebrating, let's get over to the man behind the glass, back at headquarters, keeping us on air, keeping us in line, most importantly, at Carlson Radios, where you can find him on Twitter, Andrew. Andrew. Good morning, guys. How are you all doing on this beautiful Sunday morning that we got to celebrate an Astros victory? Man, we are doing fantastic. That's what we needed last night, Jerry. And I was looking at your Twitter yesterday, and you fired off a I feel something in the air tonight. Bregman's going off, right? Didn't you call that? And I, I felt it, and not to say, because there's probably a guy out there saying, yeah, I did it too. He was due, but it was just, just something in the air yesterday felt like this is Bregman's spot. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it's, it's, it's a matter of not – it was a matter of when, not if, if, if yes. right? We knew it was going to come along, and you have so much faith in that team in general that sometimes it, 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 he can struggle, and Otuve and Correa and whoever else picks up the slack, and you don't see it, and you could tell that it, it Bregman is a it, he takes it to heart. You know what I mean? Dropping yeah. that ball, just errors or anything, it's he takes it to heart, and you just knew that tomorrow, yesterday, he was going to show up, and he was going to put on a show and that's exactly what he did that grand slam hey it it, it blew open the game too because before that don't, it was still on edge of your seat like hey they get a man on base and a home run this is still a game let's not let's not start because you start thinking to yourself is this real life are we really <laughs> about to have a chance to be back tied up two to two because when it was 2-0 not that by any chance we gave up because we're from Houston and we don't give up right no that's what we do and that's why we back that specific team yes we love our Rockets yes we love our Texans but we literally love the Houston Astros of course and they showed once again why because that's a team that backs against the wall the corny Houston you have a problem signs (laughs) I saw that the Nationals fans were carrying well El problema es tuyo. <laughs> see, see, it's definitely their problem. And it's funny, you know, because Bregman, I saw him really frustrated in the dugout after he got out earlier in the game, and I could tell he was 
he was upset with himself. I think he lined out or something like that. But, man, he got it going. He got that inside pitch. He turned on it. It changed the game. Fun game to watch, right, because – you know, we went out to a sports bar and, and caught most of the game. And then when I came home, I, I put the game on, and it was it was dragged on drag a little bit, Jerry. Like, I was like, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes behind, but I didn't realize it. <laughs> so so I'm sitting there, like, live tweeting about the game, and <laughs> I'm like 10, 15 minutes behind. And then I hear my neighbors, because we're outside on the patio, because, as everybody knows, it's beautiful in Houston right now. It's not hot anymore, so you can sit outside. So I'm hearing my neighbors going crazy, and I'm like, what happened? So then I realized my <laughs> on my DVR, I'm, I'm a little about 15 minutes behind live. So I'm like, well, I don't, I know something good happened, but I don't want to spoil it. So sure enough, you know, it was Bregman hitting that grand slam, and I was like, that's why I hear my neighbor screaming. So then I caught up, of course, and I mean, the rest of the game, it only got a little tricky when Josh James came in. I think AJ kind of made a mistake. I tweeted that last night. You know, Urquidy was pitching great. Yeah, you're like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 what are we whoa, doing whoa, here? Whoa, 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 whoa. And that's the thing with, like, the World Series and playoffs baseball, it's not a game in April. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's a little nervous, way more than normal. I know they're professional athletes, but, you know, you're coming in the World Series here, and Josh James, you know, I know he got an out, but he walked two guys. And it wasn't that close either. He was wild, and it just didn't – look, I know why A.J. did it. He didn't want the lineup to see Urquidy for a third time. But my deal is in the playoffs – you just when somebody's dealing, you leave them in because you know everybody in that Nationals dugout. They were excited or Keedy came out. They, exactly. They, you know what I mean? So it's like you don't want to do anything to shift the momentum like that. And then, you know, they, he gets guys on base. Then you have to waste your Will Harris bullet early to, you know, get James out of that jam. I trust him so much, though. I, do, I saw you. I got to let him baptize my kids. I'll let him like baptize that. my <laughs> kids. That's how much I trust Harris. Yes. He goes in there, and it's a, it's a sense of confidence, as yes. crazy as that sounds. And – I don't know if the same could be said about Peacock. And I know we have some faithful listeners and some people at the station, the Brad Peacock, uh, the Bradley Peacock fan club. But, hey, I think we need to be getting off of that because. He did okay last night. Last night, yeah. But the night before, the, the, the two walks. And it's yeah. just and then the, the game in the Yankee series where it lit up. And I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm just being a little harsh on him. But it's just I feel no sense of confidence when he comes in there. And not to say he's a bad pitcher because he's the type of guy that. He's nasty when he's on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he has to be on. Yeah. And I'm just not sure that, that he's on right now. Yeah. And Josh James, too. He's nasty when he's on. But he's wild. You know, it, 100 miles an hour doesn't matter if you can't throw strikes. And the runners in scoring position, that was seems to be the problem and the thing that sticks out in all of our losses. But yeah. it seems like these two games on the road, we're jumping out early. We're getting out early, getting runners on base, yeah. getting the bases going, and that's what's been the, the turning point. How good has it felt the first one, two, three innings of these games and you're just thinking, this is what I wanted to see. Yes. Here we go. As to the other innings where you're, you're – your pitcher still puts you in a good game, but he has one little mishap, maybe allows two runs, and then for some reason people allow that to, to be the yeah. deciding factor of whether it was a quality start or not when you're thinking, he only gave up three runs. Can we not score three or four ourselves? Especially what we've seen all year with this great offense. We're just not – it seems like once the playoffs came around, they, they weren't hitting like they what we're used to seeing. But it feels like they're getting going now. It sure helps when you get guys on base early. Man, Altuve, I mean, he's been fantastic. I mean, what a job by him to get things started early, get the momentum going. Brantley feels like he's starting to swing the bat better. It's great. The top of the order is doing their thing. 
And, I mean, Torino's, man, like, he's coming on like gangbusters right now. So, really awesome to see the bottom of the order. And that's the important thing. Bit. That's yeah. the important thing, seeing him or even Reddick when he had to blast off. It's If you can get anything from that bottom and get it consistently, it's, again, we have a lineup. We, as Astros fans, have a lineup that you have trust in, whether yeah. the, 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 the top of the lineup struggling, you figure, hey, just get somebody on base here. It's coming back around. And – I've got confidence in this team again. They, it's 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 funny how these how these playoff series work because it goes from a must win in game three, like yeah. all right, Houston, you cannot go down three zero. <laughs> so then you win and you're thinking, okay, well, yes, last night is a must win again. You can't go yeah. down three one, Houston. Boom, they win. So now it's two two. Now you're looking at Washington saying you can't go down. Right. It's a must win for you because if you let it, if you let the Astros win, then they only have to win one in Houston. Right. Then you're in a must win situation. And with that frame of thought, I love that the pressure has switched because yes. okay, you can play when it's all uh, when you're the 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 team that shouldn't be there. Role going into the World Series, and of course, there's I hate using the narrative. There's no pressure on them because they ain't supposed to be here. Once you're there, the pressure's there because you realize that you're in a World Series. But using the the frame of thought, the saying, "Hey, we had it. Uh, we were up 2-0. What do we do now? Adversity. Yeah. We beat Verlander. We beat Cole." You know, like what does wow. Soto got after his birthday? Nothing, <laughs> nothing but K's. Eat that. Uh, nothing but K's. Eat that. Oh my lord, I'm so tired of hearing about. It. And now it's not even like Joe Buck's not even like saying his age. He just keeps calling him the young man. You yeah. know, he's just finding like other words to say the same thing. It's like come up with a new shtick. Juvenile. I know. Like right? come on, leave him alone. Let's get past this again. You're listening out there. The lines are open, 713-780-3776. At Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter. Again, the lines are open. If you got something to say, if you've been sweating it out, like everyone in Houston has pitch by pitch, and we're out here wondering what comes next because not that we ever gave up again, but there was a sense of, wow, this is this is a harsh reality. But you yeah. always knew. And, again, that's why Grinky was brought here because although that there's been some – uh, uh, some sketchy starts, but at the end of the day, you knew that if you put him in that position, yep. the veteran that he is, the competitor that he is, those guys live for that moment. Yeah. And he wanted that ball, and he did what he needed to do. Again, we go back up today with a new sense of optimism saying it's a new series. It's a shortened series. It's a three-game series. We That's took it. your punch. Yep. You took ours. We showed you we could play with pressure. We could show you. We show you. We could play without it. We can play ball, but can you? And can you stick around for the next two hours? Because we are going to bring you winners. We're going to bring you wings. Come show up. We're out here at Brewings off of Jones Road, eight one two five. Get on out here right now. It's a wing party. It's a wing party, guys. Get on out here, and it's going to be fun. We're going to hang out. And the other thing we're going to do, we're going to get some bets down, Jerry. And, look, football season's here, and you know what that means, right? We're going to play some bets today. We're going to do some gambling. And where are we going to do it? You know where we're going to do it, Jerry. The only place that offers the props, the live betting. It's my bookie, baby. That's what you do. And 
if you miss kickoff, that's okay. They have live betting, in-game betting. So, you know, maybe you miss the first quarter, but you want to get some action on the game. You can do that. Go to mybookie.ag. You can do it on your phone. You don't even have to have your laptop around. Just on your cell phone. It's time to bet, win, and get paid at MyBookie. They have odds on every game, prop bets, more than any other sports book, and nobody pays out faster. You don't have to worry that you're gambling on if you're going to see your money. MyBookie pays you. You can do parlay picks. You can do whatever you want. My bookie has it all. Don't play on some no-name sports book. Get over to my bookie. It's football season. Be smart and bet with the best. And if you sign up today, guess what, Jerry? If you put a thousand dollars in your my bookie account, they're going to match you a thousand dollars. That's you can, crazy. You can play with house money. Think about that. And you still have half the football season. You do college. You want to do NFL? You could do it all today. You want to bet a little bit on your Houston Texans? You start to feel good about your Houston Astros, you can bet on them too. Get over to MyBookie, use promo code RADIO right now, and they will double, they will match your deposit. You put in 1000 they'll put in 1000 You want to put in 50 they'll put in 50 So do it. go over to MyBookie.ag.com right now and get paid. You bet, you win, you get paid. MyBookie. This is an ESPN 97.5 Roadshow, live from Brew Wings. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. That's well hit to left. Back at the wall, Torinos has another. It's a four to nothing Astro lead here in the fourth of game four. Here's the 0-1. High fly ball to left. This is gone for a grand slam for Bregman. That should end it. Correa on a knee flips to Altuve. And the Astros have evened this World Series at two games apiece with an 8-1 to win here tonight in Game 4. Oh, how beautiful is that? What an exciting day to celebrate, and I like to celebrate. I did a little celebrating last night, Jerry, with cheers. Well, you look fantastic. I, you don't even look like you've been drinking I yesterday. I know. I feel great, man. I, I took my cheers last night. You take three right before you go to bed after you're done drinking, and you will feel fantastic the next day. And, guys, I'm here to tell you that playoff baseball is here, obviously. I know you've been watching, but what's cool about that is cheers has a special that's going on through the whole playoffs, so you can root for the home team, and that's why for the rest of the playoffs, cheers is offering a Houston size discount on all their products the theory is pretty simple you watch the game you have a few cocktails you take cheers and you feel better the next day i feel great today so i can root harder for my astros today because we got another big game and we're so, going to need you to be 100 percent tonight we are we, we got to get it going jerry this is this is where it's at it's 2-2 this is the turning point in the series so do your part in bringing a world series title back to houston by going to cheershealth.com today and if you enter the, the promo code crush city 19 at checkout 
They will give you 19% off your next order. What a great deal that is. The code is CRUSHCITY19 for 19% off all your Cheers products. So please, if you call yourself an Astros fan, be sure to stock up on Cheers now. We need to be feeling good for Game 6 and Game 7. And remember, just three capsules after your last drink will make all the difference. Order at CheersHealth.com, promo code CRUSHCITY19. Let's root on those Astros, Jerry. we got another big game today, my man. A big game and a big show. It's what's ahead, 713-780-3776. At Moneyline97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. Get in all those fantasy questions, anything you have gambling. If you have a bad beat, you want to get off your chest. I know college football was yesterday, and there was a couple of wild scores, especially that Michigan game that – the books needed Michigan because everyone thought that the Irish were going to go out there and they were going to pound them. And we know that it was everything on the opposite side of the spectrum. So, again, the phone lines are open. We have a place for your hurting gambling heart, 713-780-3776. Sometimes you just want to get those bad beats off your chest. The wife won't understand. Your kid <laughs> doesn't understand anything. And you're just thinking, I just need to tell somebody about this missed field goal that cost me. So, again, at Moneyline975, we're here to answer any question you have. But let's go ahead and jump into some football because we know that the Astros are going to play tonight. We'll touch on it again. We're going to get it hyped. The phone lines are open for that as well. If you just want to call in and scream and say, <laughs> you know what, we're alive. I feel alive. It's 2-2. Two to two. The lines are open for that as well. But for now, let's jump into NFL because that's what people have on the menu today. And there's money to be made. Texans, Raiders, alternate kickoff. It's supposed to be a, a noon game. Right. Push back. What's your first thoughts? I'm thinking I like me some Texans today. The the seven point spreads, I don't know. It, I don't love it, Jerry. <laughs> you know what I mean. I feel like that's a lot for you know a Texans team that can be kind of inconsistent. You know what worries me a little bit is no Will Fuller, right? And I know we have Kenny Stills. He kind of fills that deep threat role. He does a good job. You still got QT, but. You know, typically when you see Deshaun have those 50-point games like you did against the Falcons, like you did against the Titans last year, Will Fuller's a big part of that, right? Exactly. And so that worries me a little bit that, you know, it's a seven-point spread. I, I think they'll cover it. I, I don't know if I think they'll cover it enough to want to bet on it. The, the over's kind of tempting, but we were talking about it during the break. You're going to have to get some points out of the Raiders to hit that over. And luckily, uh, Tyrell Williams, I believe he's going to play today. Josh Jacobs is questionable, but I think he's going to go – like he said on Thursday, if the game was on Thursday, he would have played. But, you know, he had to take the shot for that shoulder injury last week, and that's why he returned to the game. So I'm sure he's probably going to have to take it again today to play. We know the Texans kind of struggle, you know, with pass catching running backs. They're starting to work Josh Jacobs in the passing game a little more the last few weeks. We've seen that. He looks like a good player, man. He is. He you know? is. I like his change of pace. He's a guy that he stops, he makes that jump cut, and then he gets all going. His acceleration, it's boom. Yes. Cut, boom. Cut. And it's like he's got every tool, but it just it's terrible when you play on an offense that doesn't have something that puts fear into the opposing defense so right. they can scheme for you. And that's what makes you appreciate people like Saquon Barkley and people like that yeah. that, that get Leonard Fournette last year with those loaded eight boxes and and you see that if they can still create any kind of numbers with that kind of focus being them on them then it's something to be watched for and looking forward the I like everything I see about them getting them involved in the pass game is going to be crucial no but doubt. once they do, and they've been trying ever since Gruden came out. Remember, you said that he had come out and said straight up, "Hey, this is what we're going to do." And you yeah. thought, "Is this a is this a Grudenism? Is he <laughs> knock on wood? Is this one of those things, or is it one of those? You know what? 
he realizes that that's the playmaker. That's the yeah. guy that needs to have the ball in his hands, and that's what they need. They need him to be healthy, though. That's one thing for sure. They do, and Darren Waller's been great for them, man. They're tied in. They've really been using him a lot. They even gave him a contract extension. We know the Texans struggle a little bit with the tight end. They've been better since they brought Gibson in this year. So I would look for Waller to have a nice game. I think Gibson's going to play today for the Texans. You know, he left the game last week. He's been a little banged up. So we'll see if that you know impacts the way he plays. But you're right. There, there's nothing that really scares you that much about the Raiders. Now you got Derek Carr coming back to Houston, where obviously we know what his brother did here. And so, you know, maybe he feels comfortable playing in the stadium. We'll see how that goes. Do but you feel comfortable starting David Carr as a contrarian play with the – with the again, no one's going to be on him because his best finish this year, QB 17. So by no means are you going up there and punching Carr in with – confidence but you're confident in that the Texans are going to be able to score so that gives you confidence in game script playing from behind and let's say Jacobs is a little banged up and they maybe want to lower his his uh his volume as far as exactly runs does that put Carr in a let's chase and he's going to be value today because I'm sure that he's not very expensive and no one's going to be owning him Hey, he's going to be playing Chase. We've always used that theory. If one quarterback's going to go off, that automatically tells you that the game script, yes, one's going to be playing catch-up. And when they're playing catch-up, they usually throw. And when he throws, it's probably going to go to Waller. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think Waller's a great play this week. You know, if Jacobs is healthy, that's the only question for me. I'd love him if I knew he was 100% healthy. I think uh, Williams at receiver, he could come through this week. Remember, you know, the Texans still have a lot of injuries in their secondary, especially at corner. So, in you know, Conley, we haven't even talked about the trade. He's going against his old team. What's your thoughts on the, the acquisition? Because I, I just, I, I've never been a run to PFF guy and just grade it that way. Because, yes, PFF gives you grades. But the eye test, you if you watch these games in and out, then you know these guys. And yeah. one thing that's so crazy about this, anybody out there in the DFS world that uses these top optimizers, water grinders, for example, um, last year they give you a, this is the cornerbacks that you should target section, and they're always in red. Roby was one of them, and Conley. Those are we, are, are we collecting them all here that, in Houston? They, and and I, <laughs> I thought I was, I thought I was crazy. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm saying, why are these, why are these two names sticking out to me so much? I don't. And then I start thinking, I'm saying, that's the guys we used to target last season. Those guys were two guys that you would target. Those are the guys, especially Roby. Remember when he came over? Yeah. I said, man, that's the guy that I was targeting on every optimizer. It would show. Every week, who Roby was on, and that's who you would target. You would know that he was going to be productive, and now all of a sudden you're rostering two of them. I don't like the sound or the smell of this. This smells funny. <laughs> I think O'Brien got the filters wrong. Like, he thought those were the best guys to target. <laughs> he did, he's like, I'm new at all yeah, this. I'm, I'm, new new at this. The, yeah. I'm new at all this optimization stuff. He's like, come here. He's like, <laughs> that's funny. No, but you know what? what is great? That Roby's been good this year until he got hurt. So yeah. that actually worked out. And, you know, I did a little research on this. The deal with Conley is – he likes to play man. He's a man corner, and they've been using him in zone a ton. That's not what he's great at. What do the Texans like to do? They like to play a lot of man, you know, especially with Lonnie Johnson, their rookie corner. They like to, you know, bump and run. We saw him. He played Kelsey really well when they played the Chiefs. So I think the Texans are going to use Conley for his strength. They're going to play him in man. They're, they're going to get him up on the receivers, and Lonnie Johnson's going to do the same thing. We'll see if it works today. But, I mean, that is the ultimate, like, 
we're going to trade you to the team we're playing this week. Like, we're that not afraid of you. You know what I mean? So, and I heard somebody crack a joke. You know, you have, like, revenge games in fantasy, you know, with, like, Golden Tate going against his former team. Conley going to revenge game a pick six today? <laughs> you know, being a defensive player? You know, I doubt it's going to happen. But obviously the Raiders weren't worried that he knows everything about their offense. He practices against these guys. They, they don't care. They, they trade inserted him. a mole. Yeah, it feels like There's it, right? There's a mole going on, and they might not be worried about that, but they need to be worried about their sack rate, one of the lowest in the league, bottom eight, sixth lowest in, in hit rate. They've allowed top 15 quarterbacks in four of the last five games. This is a blow-up spot for Watson. Now, I hate, not hate, and it's a strong word, but I dislike that. The game script might – I could see the Texans opening this up, and we know that the splits for Deshaun Watson when they're trailing are, are notably hey, – they're notably bigger. That's just yeah. – again, that game script, it's going to tell you that when they're chasing, he throws more, and he throws for about two yards more per pass. He runs a little bit more efficient. It's just the way things go. And with the game that they're predicted that to have a lead, I'm not sure if you get – four quarters of of open playbook right and a lot of people if you look at the fantasy rankings this week a lot of people are not very high on Carlos Hyde I have him as a top 20 running back this week in PPR and look it could be a Duke Johnson game it's hard to know you know when O'Brien's going to make it a Duke Johnson game but to your point Jerry I think the Texans could get up here and you know when they get up O'Brien pounds the ball so I think you know Carlos Hyde might be a pretty good flex the flex play for you this week and if, if the game goes like we think one thing the Raiders do have their offensive line's been pretty good this year so you know I, I think they'll be able to protect the passer okay which should mean that Carr should have some time he should put some points on the board so th- this is one of those games where you know Watson's a big fan of Aaron Rodgers right he, he watches a lot of his film and we saw what Aaron Rodgers did to the Raiders just Perfect. last week and Perfect. you know Watson was watching that and they do have some similar skill sets, right? They can escape a little bit of pressure and get the ball downfield. So I think Watson's going to definitely be using some of the things he saw on film this week that Aaron Rodgers did to him. But we have to remember the, the Raiders were in that game until Derek Carr fumbled the football out of the end zone, and then Rodgers went and scored before halftime. Like, yeah. that flipped the whole game. And there was a few instances in that game where you feel the, the Raiders should have had 14 or 17 yeah. more points. Now, something that sticks out here, and a reason maybe that Hyde – is maybe a little down and Duke's up is because the ability of running backs to catch against that Oakland defense. They give up the fifth most yards per game to the running backs, 51.8. Yep. So you know what we do here. We go to my bookie. We look at props. We're going to go to Duke Johnson, and you're going to hold on to the next segment, and we're going to give you a bet. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. When I speak, they freak the sweat, the technique. I made my debut in 86 with a melody in the president's mix. And now it's... You're listening to an ESPN 97.5 Roadshow, live from Brew Wings. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. That's the spot at Moneyline 97.5 on Twitter. That's the jam. But right now, we're live out at Brewings off of Jones Road in 290. 
you need to get out here as well. We'll be here live for the show till noon, but then we'll also be out here for appearances during the Texans game. Well, not Texas because they start at 3. We'll be here till 2. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Leading up to the yeah. Texans game, 12 to 2 after the show for two hours. And also the specials, though, those will be all day long. Sundays, 30 bonus wings, seventeen ninety nine. Get on out here right now because – I've uh, I'm experimenting. Every one that we go to, I'm doing a thirty of different flavors. Yeah, and today's going to be a different one. I'm doing non spicy today because I've been going too hard on the spicy every time I show up. But hey, get on out here right now. Enjoy some of these wings. Enjoy some of these drinks. This cold beer is ready. Yep, football. It's about to start. An hour and a half. We have some winners, no doubt. Watch the games with us. We'll Jerry help you get some bets in. Come hang out. Speaking of bets, so are you talking uh, about? Anything on the over-under? Because I know that that's something that you're uh, kind of leaning on the over, right? I, I am. I almost wonder if it's – what I've really been looking at is like the first half and the Texans team total. That's what's kind of been tempting me, but I haven't fired on it yet. I actually wanted to talk to you about it a little bit because I – you know, I had my, 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 uh, my bookie account up yesterday, and I was looking at it, and I was about to fire. But uh, I didn't quite do it. You know, I was like, I'm, I'm not sure. Because the number feels about right. You know what I mean? But, I mean, I think the Texans are going to run away today. Maybe I'm just, you know, overthinking it a little bit. I feel like this is a – I think they can take this game, and then they have the game against the Jags next week. And then they have the bye week. And then you get a lot of your injured – you know, Roby should be back after the bye week. Maybe Will Fuller's back. So, I, I feel like the Texans, this is a big game. They're at home. I think Watson's going to get it going. But I think it's the Will Fuller thing, Jerry, where I'm just like – I haven't seen that super explosive Texans offense when Will Fuller's not on the field. It's, people need to realize what he does without the balls in his hands. Yeah. He makes a defense have to stretch some. He, lead, yep. he makes – holes that aren't regularly there because of his speed and the threat of him getting over the top, it makes you have to game plan different. And when he's not out there, yes, you have these other guys. You have Kiki. You have other guys, but not anyone that has the playmaking ability that Will Fuller has shown. And the, the trust that Deshaun has with Fuller. You know, he loves throwing him the ball deep, and they're really good at it. So It's basically like hurt. a check down in yes, a way. Whenever there was nothing, you would see him in that, that big – Bomb against Kansas City yep. the other year. It was just you look and he sees the flats and the flats are covered. He'll look over the middle, the, the tight end, and he'll just launch it. He yeah. sees one on one. He just throws it up and says, "Hey, I'm going to throw it to where my guy can get yep. to it, and only my guy can get to it." No doubt. And we were talking about Duke Johnson a little bit before the break, so let's let's pay off on that. What, what do you see for Duke Johnson today? Do you think he has a good game? Now it's hard to say a great game, good game. Let's say, does he overexceed his expectations? Because it's hard to have a great game when you're not getting plus 10 touches. Yes. When you're struggling to get plus 10 touches. So the, the, the small amount of touches that you do get, you have to be highly efficient on them. But using that, that, that stat that the Raiders allow 51 receiving yards to the running back, and you know that Duke Johnson is going to catch some of those, let's go ahead and get Duke Johnson props. Let's pay that over. Receptions over. And yards over because he's going to get to both of them. See, I, I like him too, but he's tricky, right? Because, you know, I have his numbers up here. We'll go back all the way to the Carolina game, right? Eight touches. Then against Atlanta, that blowout game, ten touches. Then the next week against the Chiefs, only seven touches. And then against the uh, the Colts last week, he had nine. It's scary. So it's, he, you know, and he's very efficient with, with you know, the opportunities, opportunities that he gets. But you just – 
you don't know what Bill O'Brien's going to do. And if they do kind of run away and hide a little bit, then ha, 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 Carlos Hyde's probably the guy, right, to where they're, they're going to pound the rock and, and get out of there with a the win. That, that's where they're at. And now the Colts, they're a good team, Jerry. I mean, they, they really are. I know that game was in Indy, and the Texans don't typically play there very well. But they're still pretty good. I mean, Brissett, man, four touchdowns last week. I mean, you know, he's coming on, man. So the Texans know – you know, we're going to have to win 10 games to take this division. And I always talk about overreactions in this gambling world, and that's how you find value and you make money. And the overreaction of when Andrew Luck went down, people just straight up wrote the, the Colts off. And some yeah. people were even saying, what if they start tanking now, going for two? And I'm thinking, are you crazy? <laughs> A team that was painted as one of the Super Bowl favorites, yes, taking out Andrew Luck is, yes, it's a big factor, of course. but. Sure. You have a serviceable back, uh, backup quarterback, which a lot of people were saying is the best backup quarterback to have. Now that's arguable now that Teddy Bridgewater's yeah. done his thing. But how much was the drop-off? That's one. And then two, he had so many pieces. That's a well-built team. It is. They have a great offensive line. They can run the ball. And T.Y. Hilton has killed you throughout his career. We, you know, we know that. So don't go out there and overthink things and saying, you know what, that season's over. The Colts are done. And – when you know that the drop-off to Brissett isn't that bad. He's been a starter before. He started on that team before. He knows that playbook. It's it's like, why did we just write the Colts off like, hey, this, you know what, it's it's the Texans to win and that's it. Yes, it made you the favorite, of course. But to just say, man, it's in the bag and the Colts are in, I, I wouldn't want to play the Colts in the playoffs. No, and, you know, back to today's game where we just kind of assume they're going to, you know, just wipe out the Raiders. Raiders beat the Colts. Yeah. You know, so, you know, this isn't just a... On the road. Yeah, this isn't just an, an easy, you know, chalk it up in the wind column. Like, Texans going to have to come out and play today. And with all the injuries they have in their secondary, I mean, who knows what we're going to see from Jonathan Joseph. He's been banged up, and he hadn't played that great. And, you know, you're going to be playing Conley, who he, he just got the playbook a few days ago. You know what I mean? And Lonnie Johnson's a rookie. That's who you're going to have playing a lot of your snaps today at corner. And that kind of is good. To, and now that you think of it like that, that's got to uh, point towards that over because at one point or another they're going to have yeah. some some miscommunications. Yeah. There's going to be a couple big plays. Waller's going to get hit. There's, there's a lot of things pointing to that the Raiders will help you with 20, 23 points towards that over if you need to. There is pointing that. The, the, the Texans will move the ball at a consistent pace, making this game open up. So if you're out there looking right now and you're thinking, where should I bet this game if you're, if you're so stuck on Bennett? Because, again, your best weapon in sports gambling is the option to pass. You don't have to. It's not gun to head. What is it going to be? Mm-hmm. It's not that. It's, hey, do you want to bet me? Pick me. Pick me. No, I'm not picking you. I'm going to the next one. So keeping that, though, I just said we just talked about how Oakland upset Indianapolis, right? But they're 2-12 and 12 straight up in their last 14 road games. So take away that one, and they're 1-11. and 11. <laughs> and they're good. So that's one thing. And another good thing about Houston, usually at home, when favored, that line is right. And Houston is one of the best teams in the last 31-game sample, 23-8 and eight as a home favorite. Wow. And I just saw that, you know, it's been seven. It looks like it's down to six now. A lot of Sharks are hitting it. Uh, the Raiders, they are. They're, they're, they're saying it's a little bit too much. There's, but, again, a lot of people are going to look at Indianapolis game, and then they're going to look at common opponents. That's something that uh, uh, a 
lazy gambler does because he's going to look, and that's something that you do when you don't have that time. I've, I've been there. I've done that because you're like, okay, well, who have they played in common? And it works sometimes, but if that's your only ingredient, then you have to keep digging, you know, because then you're going to say, okay, what, 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 what situation? Wow, they be they beat the Colts. They scored. They beat the Bears. They And then you took my point right yeah. there. Next, they're going to look and they're going to say, they beat the Bears? Yeah. This is a team. How are they getting? How are they getting seven points? We got to hit this. This game is inflated. It is. What What about the first half number? That's where I'm a little more tempted, Jerry. Um, depending on you know where you're betting it, it's around twenty four and a half is the total for the first half. Does that sound about right? Like I could see the Texans putting up maybe thirteen points in the first half, something like that. No, he. That sounds right. It sounds right, and. It's interesting here, though, on the road, the Raiders often scores more than they score at home. 22 points on the road, 20 at home. If, if that means, any, again, game script could complain to that. Are they yeah. down by more points on the road to where they have to try to score more to play catch up the whole time? Yeah. Have they had leads at home where they, the ball has been – were they able to run out clocks? It, it, it all depends, and it's all about – again, when you look at a handicap, don't just look at common opponents and say, oh, yeah, that's it right there. Yeah, they, they're, they're going to do the same thing. It's not – that's not the world we live in, and that's not a way to handicap games. But I like that over – if anything, though – I like the Houston team total. I think they come out fast. I think they come out fast. They go ahead and put the foot down. I think they want to be coasting this game because we know what's up next week. Yo, yeah, we know. They got to go all the way to London and play the Jags. All the way to London. So last thing you want to do is be playing around in the fourth quarter in a one-score game against the Raiders struggling. But, see, that's what's tough, right? The, the first half t- uh, total for the Texans, 14 and a half. Uh, you know, They're that, smart. They, you know if what it I mean? was 14, yeah. but – that hook, that yeah. hook hurts. That hook hurts. That scares me. And we know the Texans, they get a little uh, happy with the field goal opportunities typically. You know what I mean? Like, you know, O'Brien, he's kind of conservative in general. I feel like they're kind of comfortable with kicking the field goal. If it, You know, third and long, let's just kind of run the ball here and, and kick the field goal. And it worries me that you're going to have to – if you're going to hit that over on the Texans, you're going to have to think that they're going to get – Two touchdowns and a field goal in the first half. That kind of feels like a lot to me. It's tough. So when you ask yourself about these team totals, you ask yourself, how many possessions am I going to get a quarter? Uh, and you project that. Yeah. And are the Raiders the team that can take the, uh, the air out of the ball? Not too much. Are the Raiders going to be coming into this game trying to take advantage of the defensive backs of the Texans? Yeah. So I think you might get – this might be a game for extra possessions. Remember last week yeah. we had the call for the guy saying first quarter lines. Right. We gave them – Fade Atlanta first half. What happened last week? Fade Atlanta first half. Yeah. That's something that you that you become accustomed to. Now, the last three in this head-to-head matchup before we go to commercials, three overs, all three last games head-to-head between these two teams. Funny, though, last game they played last matchup, Houston won 27-14, but the over-under was only 37-and-a-half that wow. game. Okay? Oakland passed 45 times, Houston 25. The game before that, Houston lost outright 27-20. to Game before that, Houston scored thirty to fourteen. So the games get there, the overs are getting there. Yeah. I see another over today. We're gonna go ahead and All punch right. that in at my bookie. Hit the over on the Texans game. Hit nothing on that dial. You got to leave it right there. We'll be back. Moneyline ESPN ninety seven five.
This is an ESPN 97.5 Roadshow. Live from Brewings, this is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. We are live out at Brewings 290 in Jones Road location. Get on out here right now. The doors are open early because Moneyline is in the building. Yeah. Regularly, hey, regularly, 11 o'clock, the man in charge says, we are opening these doors right now, 1045. Open the doors. The people need to get inside. They need to get some of these wings. I'm ready for mine. I'm about to put my order in. I'm sorry this next Second hour, I might have wing sauce. Josh, my bets might be a little bit a bit off. I might be engulfed in ranch, whatever the case may be, though. You need to come down here and do the same as well because we're going to be turned up all day long. We're going to make money. We're going to hit these props, and we're going to take advantage because my bookie's out there giving out 100% deposit bonuses. we got to take advantage of that. We have to. It, it, today's a great day for it. You know, we're all about the midpoint of the season, right, Jerry? And this is where we – we kind of know what most of these teams are, right? So as a gambler, you probably feel pretty comfortable at midpoint of the season, right? You kind of you got to feel for everybody. You have a sample size that you can actually use the numbers, and they have some weight to them. First two or three weeks, some teams come out slow. Some come teams, uh, new coaching systems, whatever, whatever the case may be. Now you have enough of a sample size to say, hey, this is who this team is. This is who this team's going to be, or this is what this team's future is. It looks like, and this is what they think, hey, this is, we're done this season, or we still have a chance, we're going to fight it to the end. So let's get into a, some of that right now because I want to talk about the Falcons and the Seahawks. And we're, we've learned, I guess, who the Falcons are, and we learned quick. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie, coming into the season, I didn't think they were going to be this bad. No, I don't think anybody did. We'll see if Dan Quinn ends up getting fired. You know, they got the uh... – the pocket sloth, this Lance Erline calls him, Matt Schaub, playing quarterback for the Falcons today. What do you expect from that one? I mean, we know Matt Ryan's not going to go. They they traded Mohamed Sanu, so we know they're kind of already looking for next year. They traded him to the Patriots. Uh, the line right now is at eight. The game's in Atlanta. Seattle got to gotta cover the eight. What do you think happens in this one? It's rough. Yeah. It's rough because you see him. It seems like an overreaction, right? Now, one thing I could tell you is that the, the king of pick, pick sixes <laughs> is suiting up today. Can we still get a pick six burger? Remember when those were popular? <laughs> Do I remember? There's still there's still an item at my household getting served <laughs> on Saturdays. The pick burger, the pick six is back. Matthew Shop, that's what his friends call him, the, the few of us that are left. He's throwing a pick six today. I think you're probably right. I mean, in Seattle, they're, they're angry, right? They're coming off a loss. They they got smoked by the Ravens. I did not see that coming. I was actually on Seattle last year, and it was mostly because the Ravens hadn't beaten anybody. But Seahawks really haven't, you know, they haven't really showed us that much either. I think they're overrated, yeah. man. And I've been talking about that. They're, that's a team that you take advantage of. And as the season progresses, don't be too high on the Russell Wilson-led Seahawks. And I and I say it that way because that's exactly what they are. He is so good that he masks where they aren't that great. And right. last week he wasn't able to do that even when he was running out of the pocket and throwing crossbody across the field to wide open yeah. on, the, on the goal line receivers dropping the ball. It came to a point where he couldn't do as much. And in a moment where the Ravens in a game there that they – 
took their kicking unit off the field and allowed Lamar Jackson to come back out there, showing him trust. Carroll did the opposite and tried to kick a long field goal and missed it, which was a turning point in that game as well. So keeping that in mind, this particular game, though, he's going against a team that's got the bottom sack rate in the league. How bad is Quinn's defensive unit for the Falcons? 2.1 sack rate. They haven't had a sack in literally a month. A month. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, you know, I, I do the fantasy rankings for SportsMap. Go to SportsMap. Check out our content. You know you start all your guys against the Falcons. That's what you do. That's when guys have huge weeks. So, you know, with that in mind, you got to think Tyler Lockett's a, a great play this week. A great play. One of my yeah. favorites. Go ahead and punch all the Tyler Lockett yes. props that you can. I even think DK Metcalf might come up with something this week. I mean, if you're ever going to start him, this is the week, right? Yeah, and he's, his air yards per game are 82.1 Metcalf. So it's not like he's not getting the attempts. He's getting looks. It's just they're not connecting yet just yet. Yeah. But in a game like this, hey, someone's going to get open. Somebody's going to get open often, and I can see a couple bombs going down. Yeah, and, I mean, you know, Disley's out, though they don't have the tight end to throw to, so maybe Metcalf gets a few more targets. So, yeah, fire up all your Seahawks this week. Lockett, touchdown prop. Punch it in now. Lockett runs 71% of his routes out of the slot. Which team has allowed the most slot receptions, uh, touchdown receptions? That allowed the Falcons with six. Lockett into the end zone today. He is a lock, no doubt about it. He's a top five receiver in PPR this year, too. Exactly. So, I mean, he's been – this isn't just a this week play. He's been great all year, and the matchup's incredible. Get him fired up. Let's get to this game with the the Giants and the Lions. This is one of my plays I love this week. I love me some Matthew Stafford this week. I think he's one of those guys where if you have somebody on a bye, like me, I'm a Lamar Jackson owner. I picked up Matt Stafford last week knowing that he had this great matchup against the Giants this week. Giants are terrible at defending the pass, and we saw the Lions break out. Marvin Jones last week went bananas. Galladay, I mean, start all your Lions this week, too. I think they're going to, you know, they have on Johnson go down. So I think they're going to throw the ball a little more this week and, and trust their passing game. I think even Hawkinson gets going this week. So I love me the, Lion, the Lions on offense this week. What do you think we're going to see from the Giants? Barkley's back. They this is going to be a wide-open game. I think that there's going to be a lot of scoring in this. Going to your point, what carry on Johnson not being in the backfield, I think that the game plan has to be, okay, so if we're in the Lions, uh, let's say war room or whatever, their team meetings, and they're saying, all right, so what are we going to do this week? How are we going to attack the Giants? Well, we're going to throw on them. Yes, And they're going to say, well, we got to throw even more. Carry on's not back. Yep. So that leads to big plays that the Lions are one of the league leaders in 20-plus plays, explosive plays. That's what's considered explosive, plus 20-yard uh, gains, one. Two, the Giants are terrible all the way around the secondary. Look for dinks and dunks all over the field. Look for Hawkinson to get going. Look for points everywhere. But the Sharps in Vegas are hammering Giants. They feel like this line is maybe a little yeah. too big. Maybe the back door is going to be open. I see a lot of points, but I see the Giants keeping this closer than most people think. And Golden Tate revenge game, right? Against dun, the dun, dun. Yeah. So, you know, if you're playing daily or something like that, maybe fire up Golden Tate. Did you see that report this week to where they offered him a contract the Lions did last year? He turned it down. He didn't think the money was quite right. They traded him the next day. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, just think about that. Well, something they need to think about is Justin Coleman. He's the one that's going to be having to handle Tate. Tate runs 86% of his routes inside. Coleman's given up a league-high five touchdowns. Oh. Five. Golden Tate, revenge game. You heard it here from the statistician. 
He says Golden Tate's going to have the last laugh. All right, let's quickly move on. I think we can squeeze another one in here before we hit the break. This one's kind of interesting. Tampa Bay and Tennessee. We got Tannehill actually comes out. Tennessee looks like a real NFL football team on offense last week, Jerry. Tannehill looked good. And you know what Tampa's not good at? Defending the pass. So I think maybe Corey Davis. He's alive, Jerry. Who is that? Yeah, he actually showed up. I think he could put something together this week. I'm kind of starting to feel the Titans a little bit. And the matchup couldn't get any better. You know Jameis is going to throw the ball to the other team, so Tannehill might get a couple extra possessions here. Now, as far as uh, betting this one, it's a a two-and-a-half-point spread. Tennessee's at home. They're favored in this game. Is there a play to be made here on this one? I do think that the Titans' ability to or or path to winning today would be to throw it because the Bucs, they're top at stopping the run. Yeah. They can stop the run. They can. The Titans, though, they can stop the run as well. So then you say, okay, well, then Jameis, go out there and rip it. Well, you better not rip it that good because against zone, he's 4-8 and eight touchdown interception ratio. He's thrown eight interceptions to zone defenses. On the other side of the ball, the Titans are one of the league's highest teams in running zone defense. So today, expect Jameis Winston to make at least one yeah. or maybe two mistakes. I like the under in this game as I think that they're going to lean, the, them being the Titans, going to lean on Derrick Henry some. Yeah. Let's use play action, keep them off balance. You, uh, take advantage of their secondary, but I, th- I think there's going to be a lot of sacks here. I think there's going to be a lot of punts. There's going to be a lot of field position, and I don't feel comfortable in taking either side. If I had to take a side, I know Fred Fowler said he loves the Bucks here. Okay. It's tough for me to back the Bucks here knowing that Jameis Winston's going to struggle against that zone, and that's usually games that you bet the Bucks. There's games that you try to, I guess, calculate which games he's going to be the least – uh, bad at because there's some games where he'll lose the he'll lose the game just himself for you. It'll be yeah. three picks, one to the house, and you're thinking, but we outgained the other team. How how did we lose this game? How did I lose this bet? Because Jameis Winston's throwing picks, three of them, four of them, whatever the case may be. Today he's going to struggle. I think that maybe in the in the red zone, maybe there's a turnover and then long field and then and then a punt. Things like that's what you look for whenever you're betting these unders. Like just to throw in college, just a Auburn LSU yesterday. Everyone's scared about that LSU offense. So you ask yourself, what is Auburn when they go into the coaching room and they're thinking, all right, what are we going to do? We got to keep LSU off the field. We got to. So. With that state of mind, we're going to run this ball, and we've got a good enough defense that they're going to allow us to do that game plan as much as possible. If it gets towards the end and they finally open it up, then so be it. But as much as t- uh, we have control of this game pace, we're going to run that ball, and we're going to rely on our defense. When, a, when, when, when teams can do that, it's trouble. The one thing I will say, maybe why Fred is on Tampa here, is Jameis, over the course of his career, he's really good coming off the bye week. Yeah. It seems like that extra time and preparation really helps him. And Bruce Arians is really good coming off the bye week over the course of his career. So maybe we do see a little better version of Jameis Winston today. But, hey, we won't know until they kick off. So everybody stay tuned. I hear the music playing. we got to get to break. Yeah, and we're going to get W's right here for Winston. That's, <laughs> that's two licks in a W. We'll be back. You're listening to Moneyline ESPN 97.5.